What's going on, everybody? Welcome and thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Brown Guy Podcast Network. This is your host, Dominic Alcantara. We are here on episode 43 with a new friend. I've just met this guy uh, on the day that we recorded this, Jono Pisano. Shout out to the homie Julian for introducing us. Uh, Jono is an artist, a painter, illustrator, um, even a gallerist at one point in his life. We talked about you know going to art school in New York City talked about his travels from the philippines to australia to america um we talked about some politics we talked about how COVID has impacted him this year as an artist we talked about so much stuff anime of course um yeah we have a lot in common and i think it's a really fun listen so tune in thank you for listening thank you as always please be sure to hit the subscribe button or the follow button wherever wherever it is you're listening to the podcast all right enjoy peace What's good, everybody? So today, as mentioned, we have the homie Jono Pisano. He's a new friend of mine who I've just just met today via Google Meet through uh, another friend of ours. So say what's up, man. How are you? Hey, what's up? Uh, pleasure to be here. It's my first podcast. Um, so I just came back from the tendus. So if half my face is super numb i didn't mention this beforehand oh, <laughs> so, <laughs> if i start like biting or drooling from my right side uh just let me know it just uh <laughs> give me like a wave or something it's but, all yeah, good i'll keep an eye um, on you i'm uh an artist i feel like a little uncomfortable but right now i'm mostly painting so okay. i guess a, a painter um yeah, uh, being in Manila for about six years now, um, studied in New York, and then before that, um, well, I, I, I think in total, up until, like, in total, I went to nine different schools. Um, I was just, like, perpetually, like, the new kid, so I was born in wow. the Philippines, like, yeah, my my parents did the hut thing. They lived on like an island and, and lived that tropical sort of um, wow lifestyle. That's tight. And then, and then I guess my dad was like, All right, I guess I gotta start making money. And then we moved to Reno, <laughs> um, Nevada, um, and then Sydney, Australia. For a few years and then moved around a couple places and then manila damn man i thought i moved around a lot yeah. <laughs> i'm born and raised yeah. in new jersey i went to school in new york city uh-huh. lived there for a few years and then i moved here i've been here for three years and now yeah <laughs> you yeah, gotta yeah, wait a lot more this is my first time where i get to choose uh mm-hmm. even though like the the circumstances like i'm an australian citizen and it would definitely be easier for me to be living in Australia right now. Mm. But there's this this thing in me that like I had never lived in a place like New York was the longest I had stayed in a city. Um, oh, word. At like one time. And so like I, I think I'd been here for five years now. And like I okay. remember when that four year itch was coming, I was like, no, I refuse to leave. 
And then like, yeah, the 2020 and I was like, damn, I'm really like wanting to make things happen um, for myself and not just stay inside. I felt like 2020 was going to be like a great, great year for art. Um, I had a great 2019 in just terms of showing. It was my first time doing the um, art fair. Um, oh, nice, man. Congrats. What gallery were you yeah, showing for? Thank you. Uh, Yod, Y-O-D. Okay. It's a, okay. They're out of Osaka. Cool. And um, this year, the, the, my most, the, like, I'm fairly introverted and almost a shut-in, like borderline shut-in. And um, uh, I was really looking forward to, uh, with Yod Gallery, especially to a residency in osaka at the end uh like now wow um it was like um a month or two you know I, i'm not sure how familiar your um audiences with like artist residencies they should be pretty familiar uh we yeah. we do a lot yeah, of I'm art sure stuff here on the podcast a bunch of, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah it was it was just a month there and then a private uh and then a solo show at the end um but, you know, I guess I have to postpone that. Osaka yeah, would have been yeah. great. I don't know. I've been watching Sorry, a lot yeah, of man. anime lately. Fuck <laughs> yeah. Bumped up for it. I was like, yes. Dude, I'm feeling like you and me have a lot in common, man. Because when I was with Julian last week, uh, the, Julian's the friend who introduced the two of us. When, when I was with Julian last uh -huh. week, you know, I was just talking to him and he was like, you got to meet my friend because you guys are like, really fucking similar man <laughs> I, know. I was like it's, all right cool <laughs> it puts a lot of pressure on the interaction but hey no nah, it's all good it's all good it's no, great. no stress, i, I no totally worries. understand why people have been saying that yeah but uh yeah. yeah anyway just to go go off of that um i'm not sure how much julian told you but so our podcast the brown guy podcast network if you're new here listening uh the brown guy we are an art collective international art collective we do uh, group art shows in different right. cities around the world, wherever our, our crew members are at. Like we're mostly all Filipinos. Uh, it's uh -huh. based, we're based in New York. Well, we kind of have two bases now since I've been here for three years and we've done two pretty big shows here. So uh -huh. we're, we're back and forth. We have people in Australia, all around America and Canada. And I just do the podcast, you know, just interviewing, not necessarily just artists, but you know, creatives of different backgrounds and mediums and whatnot, musicians and, photographers people who do like you know marketing and shit you know whatever's creative in my opinion and yeah that's yeah. really it man so for me yeah, it's all connected <laughs> exactly it's 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 all it's all one for me like i can have the same conversations all, with everybody you know what i mean it's all about making that's a, yeah exactly it's all making something but yeah man so shit like let's go straight into it like where did your where did your art career begin where how did you get started as an artist um I guess I'll, I could go back pretty far. Um, you know, like I had mentioned, I, I was a, a new kid a lot. Um, I had played a ton of sports. Uh, I was a soccer, I played soccer and rugby and um, keeper also. <laughs> I was a keeper. I was a keeper. What the? Dude, are you, dude seriously? Are we in the same life, dude? <laughs> what the my fuck? dog oh hell yeah i don't have any gloves here man i haven't played at all since i moved here 
I was a keeper yeah, too. They're all, they're all <laughs> in super, Jersey. They were all super crusty. That's but, all good. Um, yeah. And then, you know, I would always draw because I guess I was a little bit shy moving from Manila to say like, you know, the States or something or the, the Philippines to the States. Um, my English was really, you know, uh, limited. Uh, and it was like, I was a little bit shy. I felt like I was the only Asian kid, even though aesthetically, maybe I didn't look it. Um, uh, and so like, I, I kept to myself and I just drew and then uh, moved to Australia. I kept, I just kept drawing, uh, the only art classes. Uh, I was able to take where my sis, my little sister's art classes with her friends. Uh, it was like this after school program and there were oh, no okay. other art programs around. And so I was like, all right, I'll just join this. I really want to do it. And it was all little girls and me. And like, you know, when you're in second grade, two year difference, it's embarrassing to be hanging out with like <laughs> kids, Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? So I don't know if, if that, that set the, me being a little bit secretive about me making art. Mm -hmm. um, so like I kept it on the DL. I moved to a different school and um, like no one knew I, I drew or anything. I didn't tell even like my close friends, but like I had like a, like a special um, connection with like my uh, art teacher. And mm -hmm. like uh, she selected me for... It was like a casual thing and like that I, I treated it as something casual, just something to pass the time. And um, she select uh, she had selected me for this program where like middle school kids or elementary school kids, I think I was in uh, maybe fourth, fourth or fifth grade or something, maybe fifth, would go into a college for a week an arts college, they would pick like one student from the the school um, in that district. And then they would go to a college and then we'd live this, this like art school um, thing for like a week. And I didn't even know art school was an option or like it, whatever. Uh, and then I was really stoked on it. And I remembered that and it stuck with me. And then I sort of forgot about it and then I just like ignored art a little bit um, just because I started playing more and more sports and then everyone started knowing me as the the goalie or the whatever mm -hmm. and I, I guess I was still felt weird about <clears throat> sharing uh, that side of myself um, and even I, I would do like I love playing video games and it was, I couldn't like talk to anyone about it really. Cause no one really did. They were all just like, um, I don't know. It, it was different. Like I remember playing. Wow. I was the only kid that played. Wow. And I'm sure where, the hell, other, where, where were you like, living in, in my, gr in my grade there. I think there were like three Asian kids um, <laughs> who played. Wow. And most of <laughs> no, no. Like in my grade. <laughs> Not, not word, okay. Not, I don't, they didn't even play well. They didn't even play <laughs> well. And then when I went to 
moved to Manila, it was so different. The, this idea that, you know, you were either just an athlete or you were just an artist or you were ju just one type of thing sort of mm -hmm. disappeared and everyone was everything. Like uh, the whole grade, everyone was really into being well-rounded. It was bizarre. There was no like, like cool guys, nerds. The cool guys that's were the nerds. We would. That's really good. Happy to hear that. I know it was it was amazing because like you know I came from, I felt like it progressively got less intense. Like the, like this desire to categorize people and students. Like when I was in the states, it felt a little bit stronger. And then in Australia, like you know there were certain roles people were playing. And then when I got got to the international school here, I was really blown away. And then I was like, yeah, I make art and I like video games. And mm -hmm. I, I also goalkeep and play over here. Yeah, at really that point, you time. could let it all out. <laughs> yeah. I was like, yeah, it was, um, it was uh, really amazing. I, f I felt like I lived in the perfect place at the perfect time. Like, you mm -hmm. know, at the moment where I needed to be the most active and uh, with freedom to like go out and explore and like be a little boy, you know what I mean? With like his band of friends that go out and like cause mischief and stuff. And yeah. then when, when I moved to Manila, it was like, you know, I was able to like party and stuff, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> Some of the places didn't card, and you know, it yeah, wasn't that, that strict. Um, yeah. Yeah, and then what else? I guess continuing the art, I, I think I wanted to get into advertising because I, I didn't even think Interesting, of yeah. fine art as like uh, something tangible or something that I could do. I, maybe I didn't even think of it as an option. Um, so I went to Parsons and I, freshman year, I had this really influential teacher and he did sets and props for Broadway shows, John Gerard. Nice, that's dope. Uh, and what a name, what like a really, like, what a profound name. What a, yeah, his, his, <laughs> his, um, his, the thing he would repeat constantly was like, you could sleep when you're dead. It was <laughs> coming to the classroom, we'd be all tired. Because foundation year um, for art school, for most art schools, there's this thing called foundation year where you sort of like go through every, um, all the basics of art making. Mm -hmm. And then from there, you sort of branch off. And they make it so difficult um, that I don't know if it's so difficult or maybe the the individuals who think that they're prepared for art school maybe might not be. Uh, but like, I think 30% dropped out after the second semester. It was like wow, a large... That's, that's pretty significant. Yeah. It was pretty... Yeah, it was, it was tough. Uh, just a freshman, like freshman year. Um, and then... I was like, okay, I'm going to do sets and props because I enjoy building stuff. I considered myself a, a sculptor, maybe, I don't know. And then I would um, build stuff. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed, like, you know, making bigger set 
paintings or, you know, that idea. And then I realized like, and then I came back home to Manila away from that influence of like such a powerful teacher mm -hmm. where I was like, okay, do I even like this world? Like, do I like theater? Do I like that? Do you, it way? would be like theater or like, um, I enjoy it, but not nearly enough to immerse myself in that world. Right. Yeah. I actually, I saying. did theater growing up and like as an actor and I enjoyed it, but it could never be like a, a long-term commitment for me. Like, like when I got to college, I knew I wasn't going to like do any theater or anything like that. Like it was just yeah. a thing I did for a couple of years and then move on from it, you know? Yeah, I know. The whole idea of being in front on stage or in front of a camera is just so scary mm -hmm. to me. I'm like behind, behind everything. I was like creative, anything, set, anything. Yeah. But, um, so, so after, after doing that in school, it's like deciding that you wanted to do set design. Like how did you get to the point where you wanted to pursue fine art? Like actually creating for yourself. And, it was and completely by accident. Um, do you remember B-Side? Yeah. B-Side? Brent Javier, uh, he owned a homeroom. It was like a clothing store. Okay, yeah. And um, he, I, I had brought in my sketchbook one day, and I was doing some design work, just like thinking of logos and stuff. This was after my freshman year. So I was like, okay, this is what artists do. And then, <laughs> and, then <laughs> yeah. and then, uh, you honestly have had no idea. And I probably, I definitely am nowhere close to knowing what artists do. I know what I do and I'll, I'll get into it. That's later. all that matters. But, um, yeah, I showed up my sketchbook and it was just all color pencil stuff. Um, and then I saw a gallery. And I don't know what got into me. It was like overconfidence. Confidence I don't really have. Maybe it's like a little bit, I was naive. <laughs> um, but I like went in, I saw the work and I was like, this is like, all right. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, like I feel like you either get inspired by greatness or like, you know, something that's subpar where you're like, ah, I got to take over. Yeah. Or like take on. Um, so yeah, we, I, I went in, walked up to the lady at the desk and then I was like, here's my sketchbook. Um, I would like to participate in a show, <laughs> just the least official. And then just straight like, up. she looked, yeah, she looked at it and then, oh man, I ha I still have this. Do I still have this sketchbook? Maybe it's in my studio. Um, but it was looking back, the drawings were awful, but I thought they were okay. And mm -hmm. she was like, okay, yeah, we have a black and white show in two weeks, right? Can you produce something for the black and white show? And then I was like, yeah, freak, I'll do that. Wait, can you swear? Can we swear? Yeah, yeah, I, I, go I, ahead. I just won't. Don't worry about it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry so about it. So I was it. like, yeah, fuck yeah. Um, I'll participate. And then two days later, I get a call saying in five weeks, we have a two week slot for a solo show. Um, Whoa. Do you want 
to do it. We've been asking around. It's a little bit too short notice for a lot of people. Do you want to do it? And I was like, yeah, sure. I could do that. I had like, I had no idea. I didn't know what exactly the? how much work it would take or like to fill out a whole solo show behind, in five weeks. Yeah. I, how far behind I was from even the start of a solo or like, how would you even come up with a concept? Mm-hmm. And I'm a little bit embarrassed. I, I pretty much ugh, so juvenile. I juxtapose toys and toys and war, like ch- uh, childish imagery, and then war. Um, okay. Wartime sort of forms and imagery, and in five weeks, I had made uh, seven paint. No, seven fairly large paintings nine small ones i had eight sculptures i had like three drawings yeah it was like i was just on like this weird i just felt like i needed to make as much as possible yeah um and like i i didn't have enough time to second guess every decision i was making i was just like yeah uh, a cockroach rainbow cockroach sculptures (laughs) Yeah, I was like, mustache, where I could just keep drawing a mustache? Yeah, sure. Portrait of a kid? Yeah, minimalist oil paintings? Sure. And I just, wow. I did everything I thought of um, within that period of time. And then So it was I, like, I had, this is your first show. You came across it by, like you said, by accident. And you're going <laughs> into it with, like, full, complete, like, just creative freedom and creative expression to do whatever the hell you want because it's a solo show anyway yeah yeah that's insane i couldn't believe that they yeah i know it's ridiculous when i think when i think back on it i'm like i that is i don't feel like the same person like who Mm -hmm. would have agreed to it i if you if i was told that this was a podcast this is how far i've regressed if i was told that this was a podcast there's a chance i would have said Ah, you know, I'm busy <laughs> just because <laughs> I'm such, I don't know. I feel like I'm such a wuss, a wuss now. To take, Wait, Julian didn't um, tell you this was a podcast? He, he was like, he was <laughs> super vague at first, right? Didn't mention it. Yeah. And then he was like, it would be like, I think you guys would have a good, great chat. I was like, yeah, introductory chat. Yeah, why, why not? I'll do it. And then we spoke again, and he's like, I'm just really excited for him to interview you. And then I was like, <laughs> interesting, in my mind, I was like, interesting choice of words, right? I was like, I don't know, yeah. maybe I haven't had a conversation with a person in so long, maybe that's how it's called, that's what it's called now. <laughs> but, People just call things interviews these days. <laughs> yeah. So, until, I didn't know until Cher, Cher was like, Hey, I'm super excited. You're going to be on Dom's podcast tomorrow. I think you guys will get along. And I was like, oh, that's who I'm talking to tomorrow. And it's a <laughs> podcast. Cool. That was great. It was great. Finding out, finding out later was the perfect thing for me. I oh, okay. Well, that's good, man. Got to that's good. freak out or get nervous. I was more nervous <laughs> about the dentist appointment than, than this, which was great. Going back to it. Um, so that's your first gallery. So from then mm-hmm. on, like, how quickly did you start to get more opportunities to do more shows? 
Um, not not quickly at all. <laughs> okay, okay. It, it didn't like. It was just it felt it felt like uh that was just an introduction. I had I think I'd sold um maybe half half of the things. That's pretty uh, solid, just, man. <laughs> yeah, it was just, I just like good. That's solid. Friends and like around. Yeah, it was. And then I was like, oh, I was like, oh, it was like a. My eyes opened up to the possibility. I was like, okay, this is a thing. Maybe it doesn't happen exactly the way it happened this time, but th I could figure out how to do this again. Right. And um, it was sophomore year and it was time for me to decide what I was going to do. And I was going to go into product design. Um, and then I was like, fine art, fine art, art history. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to do shows because I just want the freedom. I've always been a, like an independent learner. I feel weird about people telling me what to do that isn't my parents, that aren't my parents. Me too. Uh, Even my parents. <laughs> yeah, I don't like, I respect. But yeah, um, I get so much freedom elsewhere that I'm like, okay, well. <laughs> yeah, no, I feel you. But, um, I feel you. So I was like, I'm going into fine arts. And then... I got immersed in it um, junior year. I knew what I needed to do in order to sort of uh, gain some sort of momentum in the New York art scene. Mm -hmm. I knew the, like the ritual of like going to the uh, openings on Thursdays, you know, like, hop from um, gallery to gallery uh, yeah. chit chat take the like take the free alcohol you know and then like always take the network. free alcohol rule, rule number one yeah <laughs> no the, there were there would be people that are just hanging out at the bar not even looking yeah. at the work but um yeah and then i knew i needed to do that but i also knew myself and i knew like I had great friends from from Manila moved to New York as well. They went to like NYU, uh, Hunter, like a bunch of different uh, schools in New York. Dope. And I had I loved their I still love their friend. I love every one of those guys. And I'd spend way too much time with them and that like Manila crew that I, I knew that I wasn't going to do what I, I wasn't going to be able to do what I needed to do, like go out and mingle. And mm -hmm. they weren't part of the art scene. They, they're just like financial guys, um, business guys. And they, they were a little bit uncomfortable with that world. A little bit later on, they sort of opened up to it. And so a few friends of mine from my fine arts department they came to me and they're like, we're thinking of starting a gallery um, in Brooklyn. Uh, would you like uh, to join us? Right. Um, there was, I think, uh, there were four of them and then mm -hmm. me. And then there were only, yeah, there were, no, there were six of us. Eventually there became six of us. And like I built, I was in charge of none of the social and nothing social, 
I wasn't in okay. charge of. I was like in charge of the gallery. I was in charge of building all the furniture and like everything that went in. Uh, I was the bouncer, doorman, bar guy, <laughs> right? And and um, yeah, we did that, and we went hard. We went so hard because I think we did a show a week with like parties in between, and then. That's crazy. Uh, I think we've we've done over a hundred events within uh, like the wow. two three years that we were there. But actually, we were there for uh, two years, and then we moved to um, Chinatown, like right before Chinatown, Lower East Side. Um, okay. And we did a Kickstarter, and we had enough because we had sort of organized so many events. Um, from different schools too, that we had a fairly large fan base for AMO mm-hmm. Studios, um, AMO, uh, and I think we had raised eleven k, and wow. that was, and yeah, like I did like little drawings and <laughs> we'd like send it out. Uh, we made a poster and stuff. That's but, dope. We moved to the Lower East Side, and then we realized that the 11K we had was good for two months rent. We were like, it's 5K a month. We got to yep. figure this out quick. And then we did shows. We did a lot of shows, like one, one show a week. Um, and then we realized we weren't getting the right people. Like there was the art world seemed so simple to us. We were like, okay, people come. If they like the work, they buy the work. Uh, This whole idea or this uh, being aware of the collector, the dynamics between the collectors and then the gallerists. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we were so oblivious and naive to that whole world. But um, we just did it. We were like, hey, no. And we would accept almost... At first, it was like anyone, anyone who would want to do a show. And then the more popular it became, it was like, okay, now we could select. Um, and then we were like, okay, only Cooper kids, because Cooper kids make amazing shows. Cooper <laughs> Union? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, we were like, Cooper kids, man, their shows. We, I was the same batch as, uh, he was in Cooper Union, Lucian Smith. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, same batch. And then so like all hit his, I forgot what their group was because they had a group as well. And they were all guys and they were all painters, right? And we had a group in the Lower East Side and they were all, and we were all girls except for me. And none Mm -hmm. of them were painters. I was the only painter. So the part of me was like, uh, part of me was like, oh man, it'd be be pretty cool to, <laughs> to get in on <laughs> I love you I love you ladies but I just want to like see what's up I don't know yeah no but I feel I, you I man yeah it's interesting hearing my... hearing your story through it because our our group is like the complete opposite man like all of our shows are pop-ups like we we've never uh-huh. rented a space for long term you know everything we do is like we'll rent an event space or a gallery space for for one day, two day, three day kind of thing. And our shit was yeah. the complete opposite. Like we never went the university route, uh, even though most of us were college age when we started. 
uh like mm -hmm. ours was all through social media building through social media and like networking like it, like you said about the gallery thing right where it's it's like it's a it's mandatory that you have to go to these gallery openings and drink the alcohol and talk to these people and network to be able to do that stuff you know what i mean stay and, up late as late as yeah. possible you you have to do it because otherwise yeah. you're not going to have those conversations that you need to have whether you're an artist or you're hosting art shows mm -hmm. galleries like i didn't understand that until i moved here and started dating Cher because you know she worked for afro art informal and like i had no idea how to get my foot in the door in these gallery settings with these people because like coming yeah. from new york i was just like we do all this shit on social media i don't really know what the actual in-person interaction is supposed to mean <laughs> you know what i mean in new york there's enough you don't have to there's enough people that are interested in new and exciting things that you don't right. have to like cater to or advertise to or make aware like a very specific group of people that always attend shows like in new york yeah. you just be like people could be walking by and then see that it's and they'll stop in see for no reason yeah and yeah yeah it was um so I think in New York, it wasn't that necessary. I guess to sell work, it was necessary. But right, exactly. <laughs> the, the, idea, the idea of like just being around um, became more powerful of an idea when when I started running the shop, like the gallery. So I would be in the mm -hmm. gallery for most of the day, and then artists would come by all the time and just chit chat um do big or like just hang out right and those were the people getting the shows the ones that like yeah ingratiated the ones that showed their faces yeah with the community they were they were like amazing artists sh sharing their work through email and then like i'd be like oh this is a really you know great painter but then there was something way more powerful uh, about the guy or the girl that would always come in and just hang out, talk about the work. And then they, those yep. guys were always the guys that ended up getting the shows. Yeah, no, I totally feel that. Was, it, with, with our group, like, we're a pretty big collective. There's 26 of us around the world. And mm -hmm. it's, it's, we started with, like, seven. But our rule is, like, if you really want to be a part of what we do, like we can't just be friends over Instagram DMs, you know what I mean? Like we have to like meet in person yeah. in real life and like actually get to know each other to actually, you know, take that next step further into like, you know, we'll invite you to be in a show, we'll put you on the podcast and things like that, you know what I mean? It's mm -hmm. that's such an important part. But yeah, man, running a gallery, that sounds like that sounds tough, especially, you know, when you're also an artist. You know, like how did you balance that? Like were you still trying to show your art at that time while you were running the gallery? I I did. I showed a few times in Brooklyn, but then there were always like these massive art shows mm -hmm. with like, you know, 40 artists or like yeah. I remember I did this um it was like 99 cent gallery in Brooklyn was I think the last show I did. Mm -hmm. And um it was like all pieces had to be priced 99. So it was like nine hundred ninety nine, nine thousand, or nine dollars ninety nine cents. I think I'd made wow, mine like ninety nine, ninety nine dollars okay. or something. And it was like a, an old, like 
Brooklyn style department store. It was like mm-hmm. weird. And they had, and we had put it all in like toy bags, everything that we had made. And it was just, I had filled everything. And that was the type of show I was sort of relegating myself to just cause like a, a the time and the amount of space I had to work. I made miniatures like one by one inch drawings, like really detailed one drawings. by one. Wow. Yeah. Well, I could show you. Uh, it'll, it'll mess with the, um, maybe I can do this in a slick way. Maybe. <laughs> but yeah, one by one, two by two, really small. Um, because my idea was for my senior thesis. I let me just explain. Yeah, I guess how I got to making such small drawings. Uh, my senior thesis was about um, just like religious kitsch, kitsch artwork, and like I was like, okay, the this stuff existed around my house. My mom had like statues everywhere, but to me, it, it didn't it didn't resonate or like it didn't it wasn't as powerful as it could be. Like in my mind, I was like, dude, this, these pieces could be way more powerful because, you know, I'm in fine art and I'm like learning about how to like be effective in creating something that that sort of um, projects power or emotion or instills some type of emotion. Right. Mm-hmm. We, were, we were focusing on that. So I was like looking at these sculptures and I was like this is weak. This doesn't give me the power, you know, the power of Christ. This doesn't, you know, this doesn't make me feel anything, right? This only reminds me of the thing that I have to think about. Something you're already aware of. Yeah. Yeah, the thing itself isn't powerful. So what I was doing was I just took items around my house and then like sculptures, paintings, and then I, I was like, okay, how can I take this and then give it the power, give it the significance that I think that this piece uh, deserves. And I'm not religious at all. I was just, um, I guess, I, I'm just curious. And that's how I make art. I just like ask a question, I produce something, and then that um, gives me more questions. And then I produce another thing. And then I, I never have a, like a, conclusion at the end of it but i feel like i'm a little bit closer to understanding right it's uh, it's your way of kind of explaining things to yourself right yeah yeah like how do i feel about this is this failing how is it failing and then so yeah i was like okay this is about (laughs) jesus's presence right his all-encompassing aura or whatever so like i was like okay this doesn't emote that or project that so i was like okay i'm gonna make it big i'm like i'm gonna engulf you in it right i'm gonna take this thing i'm like you're gonna there's no chance it's gonna just be cover your entire body and you can't help but feel his presence right and then i was like okay this piece is about intimacy right this is about your personal uh connection with um uh this guy and what can I do to recreate this in a way that uh, reinforces that? And then I just made it really small. <laughs> that was just like 
the most simple i was like only one person can see this at a time just because of, of the size of it and then you really have to put your face right up against it in order to see the detail and i feel yeah. like that's intimate and then so from that point i was like okay i'll just make small drawings that are like wow. intimate or like work work around that idea um because i couldn't I make how, large how, paintings anymore uh yeah can i just ask how did how did you present that um which one the one by ones and two by twos like how did you show it in a show yeah so unfortunately we did a we did a show uh, it was like a fine arts final show right okay, and okay. We, i was all, i only had a st my studio which is like the size of like this area we, we were given senior year studio each and um it was so small like i could only fit three of my paintings and then i had just scattered everything around the yeah. the fine arts building um like i had i had this like uh jesus sitting off and staring at the beach <laughs> and he's like <laughs> sitting on the rocks and like I, <laughs> I i had made so many versions like gigantic versions of that painting i was like okay what about if it looks sun like sun kiss like it's been out in the sun it's been bleached by the sun and then i would paint that mm -hmm. Like, what if it's like super lush and like the paint is like so thick and you can feel it, it's like candy. And then I would paint that. But still um, the same image, just different variations of it. Same image, yeah. Oh, uh, okay, okay. Um, do you know, do you know Jim Joe? You Jim Joe? Guy? Jim Joe. No, not familiar. A lot of, a lot of his stuff was in, in your eye anyways. But, um. Oh yeah, I know Jim Joe. I'm familiar, but I, yeah, I just didn't him. recognize the name. Yeah. Yeah, he was my classmate, and he didn't say anything up until, like, we graduated. Like, <laughs> I remember... Uh, I, I remember I showed up. I, I was, like, hanging out in his studio. How I knew was I was hanging out in his studio, and he has everything filed, like, so perfectly. Right, and he has drawings on draw like stacks everywhere, and they're like labeled and organized. And then, like without like a smirk or anything, I was like, "Dude, you're so well organized. This is great." He's like, "Yeah, this is just so it's easier for like art historians." Like, no, like smirk, so confident, believed in himself a hundred percent. And then I was like, "Dude, I I admire that so much." And then like every I time like that. the teachers would try and tell us what to do or like how to be artists he's like dude we're adults we can do this shit ourselves and then little did i i was like i was still like nah i want to listen to them <laughs> little <laughs> did i know he was like going around new york he had already done kanye west's cover like alternate cover he had already done shit. a bunch of other he did drake if you're if you're reading this that, if you're reading this it's too late yeah that, yeah, yeah. That was his font. yeah yeah funny i actually i have like acquaintances who went to art schools but i i 
I don't really think I've picked the brain of anybody who went to a New York City art school, really. You know, like, I mean, aside from, uh, what's it called? Fuck, what, what school am I thinking of? I don't know. Yeah, I haven't really gotten to pick the There's, brains of people who uh, went SVA. to art school. SVA was a block away from where SVA. each of us used to live. I loved, uh, I loved SVA. Like, I, I was so jealous because technically every student that comes out of SVA is a superstar, in my opinion. Like in illustration, mostly in illustration. It's because they, like in Parsons, in fine art, it was highly conceptual, right? Technique wasn't like a thing we uh, really discussed. I see, like, I see. We, it was something we discussed, but it wasn't something like, okay, this is your technique. It sucks. Be better. This is how you become better. We just explained why our shitty technique conceptually worked you know so we got mm -hmm. really good at like bullshitting to cover up for our lack of skill right interesting no uh, it was just me it was just me uh interesting that's... Parsons is listening <laughs> no that's pretty interesting you know to contrast the, the the two types of educations that you get in art like i didn't i did not go to art school i mean i was studying photography but like at a regular liberal arts college you know and uh -huh. th that's pretty interesting you know but I would, I think, I think from my perspective, from what you're saying, I would probably value the Parsons education over the SVA ed education. Oh, it, I think later, like at the time, I was jealous because I really wanted to improve technically. Mm -hmm. Right. And like looking back on it, I was like, wow, it made me feel that environment, that type of, um, critiquing and like seeing such a large variety of work everyone was producing such different things like in all different forms um and yeah looking back on it i it made me feel comfortable with that the the fine that is the fine arts world you know like yeah. being the what i was admiring were illustrators in the and then that is good for them in that world. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I took extra classes. I took illustration classes. Um, I took uh, atelier, like weekend life drawing classes. Uh, cool, just because cool. I wanted to make like, uh, I wanted figurative stuff. I wanted to make realist work and I just didn't have the tools at the time. Yeah. And um, you know James Jean? Do you know James Jean? No, I don't know James Jean. He's a pretty big, pretty famous James illustrator, Jean. but his rival was my uh, was my teacher. And um, oh, sick! And then we would, yeah, like he taught us how to draw, as James Jean did <laughs> with like these pens, SKBs. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I took a lot of. I was never accepted by the, the illustrators, I felt like. Because like, there was such a big divide between the fine arts kids and then the illustrators. Like, the fine arts kids were like... They, I felt like they, the illustrators thought we were just, like, partiers and, you know, we didn't... <laughs> I, don't, I, I have no idea. And I was like, no, I really was like, yeah, I love anime. Like, Let's talk about it. I watch, 
you know, Adventure Time I watch. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk Just like about anybody that else, shit. you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's tight. Come on, don't exclude me from these conversations, please. <laughs> word yeah man so let's let's fast forward a bit so like how did you how have things been for how have things progressed for you over the last few years like uh coming from your your gallery experience in new york and now being here for the last few years um what like have you have you been able to check off a lot of big milestone achievements in your time here like what, um, what's it been like i think personally yes like i've learned so much um technically like mm -hmm. i really push myself to like i don't think i'm at 100 percent on any type of way of painting any sort of um, process of painting but i'm like you know at a satisfactory level in uh, a good amount of it mm -hmm. um right now uh, i like to explore new mediums constantly um yeah like i have watercolors gouache oil pastels i've been using because i've been watching a lot of anime i just started using a g pen like pen and ink that nice pen to yeah. make these drawings um i always like to keep it keep it fresh and i think i've i've been doing that um recently things have sl sort of slowed down um i think i've i've started noticing things in my art making practice that I justified to myself because it worked well with my previous show where I was mm -hmm. like, okay, this is about this previous show is about collaging or, you know, um, I'm using references. So this idea of having an image that looks like it's cut out makes sense. Right. So like I would collage paintings, uh, photographs, and then I would create a scene and then that scene would look like individuals from that scene would look cut out. Ah, I see. I right? see. Okay. It didn't. And then at the time, conceptually, it worked. And then at the, when I started making this new work behind me, um, it was doing the same thing where it was starting to look like cutouts again. And and then I had to just revive, I, and then I kept overworking it, working it, working it, and it just wasn't happening. So then I went back and then tried to do like an overhaul on my process, how I mm -hmm. paint, or like just really think about what I'm doing wrong, why can't I? And um, what helped was um, I teach as well. Oh, um, no. Like I have a few private classes of my own uh the international schools sometimes invite me over to do workshops mm -hmm. um so i i really enjoy it so and like from figuring out like from teaching them i was like okay this is the flaw that like this is the gap you know like in mathematics if you miss i don't know multiplications you're f'd for algebra or whatever yeah. yeah i was like this yeah, is yeah. the gap when i was teaching i was like this is the gap i was so focused on um my observational skills right so with learning art uh there's like the two-dimensional and then the three-dimensional right and i would and the two-dimensional is about observation 
You see mm -hmm. something and then you simplify it onto like a piece of paper or canvas, right? So no matter how much you do to replicate it, it's going to be sort of less than, you know, the original, right? It's always just right, what you're a simplified version. Yeah. So you're thinking about like shapes, negative shapes, uh, negative positive shapes. You're thinking about like, uh, like tone, uh, tones and gestures, right? Like lines. You're just thinking of outlines, right? Because it's right. two dimensional. And then there's the three-dimensional, which is about like form, right? Like mass. Uh, and in order to get good at the three-dimensional, like thinking in 3D, not just like copying something from a reference, you need to understand like um, these like principles, like perspective, uh, anatomy, um, how light works like how it diffuses and how it like interacts with other colors and this is like like knowledge that you need to have in order right. to apply it to like a reference that might not have everything that you need right. right so this is like this is my painting behind me and like i was like okay i'm gonna add flames and then i'm gonna you know make it smoky but then without a proper understanding of how that how light would diffuse through this opening and then like how it would interact with the light coming from the flames it would always just feel disjointed you know right. what i mean yeah it doesn't yeah. feel like a real space with like real atmosphere and that was that's something now that I've sort of slowed. This is a commission, Julio. I'm so this is being months in the making back here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just being ignoring. Sorry, dude. You might listen to this, but once I get a hold of this, it's gonna be sick. <laughs> um, so you're you're still planning on working on this same painting that's there behind you, right? As yeah. as you are as you are still trying to digest that that uh the effect of the light that you want to portray there in the image yeah and I, I just have to it's not that i wasn't taught this stuff it's just that i was taught by teachers and when that happens it goes in one ear and out the next like it, yeah, i don't absolutely. retain it you know yeah. it's just like i do the task that i needed to do at the time so this time i'm really making an active sort of uh effort to learn all the relearn all these things that i should already know and then hopefully and my work feels more substantial and real yeah i mean that's dope that you get to you know teaching workshops not only obviously do you get to share your knowledge but then it's also like you know you get to re-experience and relearn and reteach yourself the same things that you've oh, already been taught get, but these things kind of you lose them over time you know what i mean i get so stoked um like seeing someone like start something and then be like mm -hmm. okay like participating in it and be like okay yeah yeah this would look good if you're if you do this and then you move that you know and then like getting them hyped for it and yeah. then because for me i get hyped on my own right and to someone that just maybe joins my art class maybe feels a little insecure about their skills or their abilities and then like reminding them that like hey you could get excited it's not, it doesn't always have to be like a, a 
something that you drudge through or like you can get like pumped get yourself excited you yeah, need absolutely. that energy energy matters you could look at a piece of work and then sense it from the artist you know mm-hmm. yeah like, i always get, say get, that, get, um, get that my my introduction to the art world was working as a photographer and i always say on the podcast man like so i used to photograph live music like concerts and things like that and and kind of do a lot of artistic stuff in post in photoshop and whatnot and like for me the the joy was being at the concert taking the photo and then looking at it on my camera you know like when i see the one like i i kind of lose my mind for a second you know what i mean like if the music's yeah. loud and nobody's gonna hear me i'm gonna scream like it's like scream joy yeah. and then Got and then it. move on and go back to photographing yeah. like i did it this is it. I can do this and then move on, you know, go yeah. back to it. But it's that level of excitement that, you know, if you could teach somebody that and, and bring that out of somebody for their, their creation, like just that motivation is so important. I think in the arts, like personally for you, like, have you been able to find motivation? Like you said, this painting you've been working on for a few months, like, have you mentally yeah. like had a hard time with creating this year throughout everything going on? It has been. Like, I really, I had the, these fantasies about, like, this is me. This is my element, man. I'm going to go mm-hmm. hard. I'm going to come at it at the end of this with, like, an, an amazing body of work. And um, it hasn't panned out that way. Like, I don't have the evidence, but I know that I've been doing something every day. <laughs> yeah. Um uh and like hopefully uh, like the little things that i'm doing now will eventually result into result into something worthwhile but Mm -hmm. yeah um i really don't know like normally when i start a body work i ask myself a question like how do i feel about this or like for my last show, Breakpoint, I was focusing on, um, I was just asking the basic question, what does it mean to be a painter? Because this is my first, I was creating my first real like uh, oil paint series, right? I was like, what does it mean to be a painter? What does it mean to be a painter right now? Um, and then what, and then I was thinking about mechanisms of sight, like how people see. And I was just trying to figure it out. One thing would move me forward. And then now with this COVID thing, um, like I could get political, but I was, I was really into politics uh, uh-huh. in high school. And like, I was, I was a conspiracy guy. And you're probably the same. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really? yeah. A little bit, a little uh, bit. I was really into politics for a while yeah. in high school in particular. Yeah. Yeah. I was really into it because I'm just, re- I'm like, how does shit work? I'm, I was really curious. I was like, how does life, how does humanity, how, how does any of this work? Right. Mm-hmm. And I knew what they were telling us in the news. I was like, ah, that's just, that's obviously not what's happening. So the news like in school online. where everything's fixated for you to consume. Yeah. yeah I was like, that's, that is nonsense. Parents lie to you all the time. You know, yeah. and the government yeah. treats us like children. So, um, mm-hmm. and then I just got burnt out. Like you know, like the more this idea 
that the more you know, the le- the more you the less you know, or like the more yeah, aware that you know nothing, right? Yep. Yeah, I I strongly that, believe in that. That was with me in politics. I was like, I yeah. started off as a binary thinker, where I was like, okay, well, at the time it was like two thousand one, and I was like, I was past the whole thing. I was like, George Bush is fucking evil. <laughs> in my mind yeah. right yeah i was like dude is evil i don't know why people are allowing him to do the things that he's doing um and and then i don't know what happened like i the more i knew about like dick cheney and the things that the the military sort of machine i was yes. like okay yes. so <laughs> this guy that i thought was the guy the source of all evil oh my gosh corgi uh, Palm, a uh, hairless palm. Pomeranian. <laughs> She's a Pomeranian. Uh, yeah. Okay, guys. The dog, Sorry, she was crying. I know I the difference. The, the dog quickly just moved off screen. That's what I, I know the difference. It's all good. It's all good. No, she was just crying, so I had to just grab her real quick. But anyway, going back to it. Yeah. Um. And then, like, I was like, this guy's evil. And then I realized the more I knew, I was like, okay, this is good. This is just a. A figurehead it doesn't mean it means nothing mm-hmm. and then i that was solidified further when i saw his series of paintings where i was like okay george bush he's just a fucking pawn <laughs> yeah have you seen his series of paintings yeah i believe i have there there was i don't know for me there was something revealing where i was just like okay he's yeah, not i remember this this evil man that i like like had created in my head and everyone else like reinforced it um yeah that's the hardest thing about politics man is like you have to just always remember that like for example like i didn't vote this year but if i did i would have voted for biden just because like you know who else am i gonna vote for right i'm not voting for fucking trump yeah but in the end at the end of the day like dude biden's not gonna make any of these decisions on his own like nobody's like he yeah. is not making a single decision other people are making all these decisions <laughs> for him nothing that he says yeah. matters whatsoever you know like we know that dude. that's that's what's happening behind the scenes everybody's a I punk like, i was like you know that they create this big thing in the states where there's there's like the blues and then the reds and then you're like if you're a guy who is the establishment or like, you know, big banks or part of the military or whatever. Why would you only invest on a 50-50 chance? You know what I mean? Wouldn't you put your mm-hmm. stakes on both parties just in case? And then you just get them to do what you want in a slightly tweaked way. Exactly, because somebody's gonna do it either way, you know? Yeah, it's but ooh, I don't know. Trump's gone, the evil man's gone. <laughs> Thank goodness. Yeah. But I mean going back going back to your art and like so you're asking these questions, right? Where it's like, mm-hmm. and, and you're expressing yourself, finding these answers. Like what other kind of questions have you asked yourself throughout your, your career as an artist? Like what were some of the big motivating questions you've had um, or ideas? Well, the big que- a big one that took me by surprise, um, Julian asked me like the night before my solo show with him, mm-hmm. he was like, do you want to be famous? And that freaked me out. That question freaked me out. I was like, I didn't even know. And he's like, well, you sort of have to be if you're going to be successful. 
in this or in in some way or another. And then I was like, oh no. In my mind, I thought, because like I love art history, right? In my mind, I was like, oh, I'll just like make work in the dark, come out every so often, and, and then like disappear. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then my and then I could be immortal through my work. And you know, but yeah, that that freaked me out. And then I was like, and then that got me to think about success, what it means to be successful. And um and like I made some work about it, but then I was like, I I just wanna make a living. Like I I just wanna make a living and then can I make a living without doing all this other stuff to get famous or famous? Yeah, I don't I don't even know. I, I still stumble over the question now. And then mm -hmm. like I I'm fearful of success because I've seen so many people from my my class or like my group in Parsons, people that did shows with us, gain success and then lose uh creative freedom maybe right right that's what i was going like, that was going to be my were, next question yeah they were like picked up as like these these um special individuals from the art schools right mm -hmm. like lucian smith they, they got him and then they were like and then they put him on this conveyor belt where it was like straight to success right and then he right. just kept, had to keep making work keep making work to satisfy the demand right right and then he he hasn't painted in you know x amount of years i think maybe he just started painting now he got like burnt out by it and um i think if you get caught up in it i've noticed like you start i don't know maybe they want to be making the same type of work over and over again yeah or if part of me thinks that the that the industry sort of corners them into that. You know what I mean? Right. So that's what I wanted to ask you. Like, with you now living here and, and Julian asking you that question, like, do you want to be famous? Did that change your perspective as a creative, at least even for, even for like a limited amount of time? Like, when you're thinking about that and trying to answer it, like, did you change at all? Or was it always a straight shot for you? Honestly? I dang, you know what? Maybe I did. I think maybe there was part of me that sort of I don't know if if you've seen my Instagram, it's a little bit dry. Yeah. Dude, I, I mean, obviously, like I'm a new follow, you know, so I'm just seeing your stuff for the first time, and I fucking love it, dude. I was scrolling through earlier. I was scrolling Thank through you. now. <laughs> yeah, I'm just looking through this, all the all the different Jono paintings and drawings Pisano. that you have here. <laughs> oh don't worry we'll, we'll plug at the end don't worry this this fucking dennis no, rodman yeah. on colored pencil is incredible i didn't even realize it was a six by four by five like that's that's amazing man thank i love you. this thank you no um i make work all the time mm -hmm. and i just feel i don't know it is a back and forth like i produce something the audience sees it and then you know, we communicate or there's some sort of interaction and then I like continue to make work afterwards. But I don't know, there's something about Instagram when I post something that I feel proud of, right? 
And then I post something that I, you know, I'm like, okay, this is a sketch. And then the thing that I'm proud of gets like significantly less likes. Then I don't know, it messes with my mind and I'd rather yeah, not deal with that or allow that to dictate. How's it going? Allow <laughs> that to dictate like, um, oh, tell, tell her I'm looking at her, but it's. <laughs> he's, he's looking at you, but his webcam's in a different spot. That's uh, yeah. <laughs> Sarah just hey. got home, everybody. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, go on, sorry. Yeah, um, I felt like I was getting too influenced. Like, there was something that I, I realized about myself where I was like, I felt good about myself when I would say, like, I just don't care, you know? I'm not like, I don't care about that stuff, you know, mm -hmm. but I think I really do. Maybe I care too much that it affects me in a way where I'm like, ah, I don't even want to participate because then if I post something that I feel has, you know, some sort of significance um, and then it gets no reception, then maybe I won't go down that path. But that path right. is really the path I need to be on. Right. Um, yeah, I, I get what you mean. Yeah, like, I, 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 I definitely need to start posting more. Nah, don't don't stress about it if you don't want to. <laughs> like, don't force yourself to do it, you know. But like, uh, personally, I, I follow this artist. His name is Andrew Quo. Uh, he's like an illustrator mm. and painter from New York, and he also has a podcast, which is incredible. I I mentioned it on on this show way too many times, but um, he has like. He has an Instagram for his art, but then he has these other Instagrams where he's just kind of like posting shit, like whatever he sees on the internet yeah. that he wants to post. It's mostly all like funny stuff or, you know, but he just posts shit. And yeah. the way he explains it is that it's an exercise so that, you know, he keeps using these other accounts and posting whatever the fuck he wants so that when he wants to post his actual art, it feels like less mm -hmm. of a chore. You know, it's more of like... You know, I can just share this because it's whatever. You know what I mean? And yeah. I think I think that's a really interesting perspective. Looking at Instagram, that's looking it. at social media as an exercise, not so much as a as something that's an obligation. That's, that's a great idea, because as artists, show and tell is like our thing. Mm -hmm. We point, mm -hmm. like we absorb. We're just like absorbing i feel like i know so much about internet culture and like <laughs> you know and like i try and take on as much i try and watch as many you know like right now i'm on i educated myself on this whole pokemon thing that's going on have you been paying yeah, attention dude. no what's going on with pokemon right I, now I, I, I don't even know oh my god pokemon has this insane thing that just happened as uh, like resurgence their prices have gone up like you know the original oh pokemon cards set? yeah pokemon cards dude it's so funny you mentioned that because uh our group we're putting out a book right now and our guy who, who's designing the book like he's a very good friend of mine he's like addicted to selling pokemon cards man and he's making so much money off of it dude <laughs> he's making it's bank. insane he's, he's such a pokemon bank. nerd it's insane man the money that he's making it's crazy why did yeah. that happen um a few things i would say well beyond the influence of like certain individuals i think uh -huh. it's just people who grew up um collecting have now have money to spend on their right own. so it's just you nostalgia know, like, we're all 30 40 um yeah. 
now that collected it as we were kids and we have our own income to spend on whatever. And yeah. they're trying to get that nostalgia hit. Yeah. And it's, um, but also uh, Logan Paul, mm-hmm. you've heard of him. He, he did a, uh, he bought a box, the original box set. Yeah, I think I saw that on Twitter. For like 200 and something thousand. And uh-huh. then a week later, one sold for 370,000. Oh my <laughs> no. God. That's crazy. And it was like, a, when we were kids, a box was a hundred bucks. Yeah, dude. If not cheaper, like, what? like that's yeah. insane, man. That's insane. So yeah, I try, yeah, man. I try and absorb as much as possible. And I know I have so many cool memes, meme videos that I want to share out <laughs> to the yeah. world. But I feel like on my Instagram, I have to like be a little bit more serious. I have to be mindful of the, the things that I'm sharing. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Yeah, maybe a burner. Not a burner. What do they call those accounts? Uh, a burner account. That's Burner account is more like Twitter sports though. You know, um, yeah, um, like like a finsta. The, they call it the fake Instagram finsta, for whatever yeah. reason. A finsta. A finsta. Yeah. yeah. Maybe I'll do a finsta for show and tell. Yeah, like man. Why not? I've observed on the internet that day. Yeah, just just as an exercise, you know, to to make yourself more comfortable with with sharing your your actual artworks whenever you feel the need to. You know what I mean? But yeah, um, where where what's up? Go on. No, no, I, I'm having this because my sister is an illustrator too, and I oh, feel dope. like I'm giving her the advice that I should be giving myself. <laughs> <laughs> and it, the advice that you're giving me right now, where I'm just like, yeah, who cares? Who cares about what people think? <laughs> yeah, it's that, that, that is the truth. Like, realistically, yeah. who cares? You know, really, who cares? Yeah. But yeah, man. Yeah, so we're over the hour mark at this point. So since we were talking oh, about shit. Pokemon and you mentioned anime a few times, like, I just wanted to ask you, like, what anime have you been watching this year? Bro. Okay. <laughs> I rewatched. I rewatched. We talk Cowboy anime Bebop. a lot on this show, by the way. Oh, really? Sweet. Yeah. All right. Okay. You probably spoke about this. I watched. There's like, I've been on a crazy run, but I rewatched Cowboy Bebop. And Fantastic. it hits so differently now than when I was in high school. Mm-hmm. Like the the whole isolation, the whole like suspended and you know like how none of their stories progress until they deal with the past. I I felt so I was like oh yeah dude I get it man I feel yep. so stuck right now. <laughs> it, it hit me way harder this time. Yeah. Um, Hunter X Hunter was the first fuck time yeah. I watched it. I love Hunter X Hunter. Oh, fuck yeah, baby. Just watch Hunter Hunter for the first time. Oh, amazing. I, I, had, I had Sir watch Hunter it like Hunter. a couple months ago. Fuck yeah, yeah dude. Yeah, how good is it? It's so <laughs> good. John Kilowatt, yeah. please come back to me. I want to start reading manga just because like, I know I've, it continues. I've never, I haven't done that yet. I haven't tried it yet. But you know no, it continues for, exactly. For Hunter Hunter, just because, yeah, just because it continues, I don't want to say bye to my friends yet. Um, mm-hmm. Have you uh, Samurai Champlo? Of course. Well, I haven't. Um, Sharon and I haven't watched that together yet, but I've seen it a bunch of times. Yeah, uh, it's great. It's like the hip hop version of the, uh, Bebop. One of the all-time greats. I love it. Yeah. No. It was, and 
one that has I think about constantly. It's the most batshit crazy anime I've ever seen. It was like the craziest experience. I, I don't know how to say it. F-L-C-L. Fully Cooly? I don't know that one. They got an insane... I, I forgot the story, but they had an insane budget. And then they ran out of money after like seven episodes. Oh my god. They had like a, How does a that million even plus dollar budget. Because they just packed it. It is... If... I don't know. A mangaka's head exploded and then every, all his ideas ever somehow appeared on the screen. You know what I mean? It's why huh. It's only six episodes. Okay. It, it, I think it rounds off into like a conclusion, even though they didn't go for the full run. But yeah. it is batshit crazy. I had never experienced anything like like that show. Um, Word. I'm going to have to check that out. I, I've already looked it up. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I made sure watch kind of all my like classic favorites, like um, yeah, let, like you said, Cowboy Bebop, oh, Samurai Champloo, um, Hunter Hunter, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Gotta watch that if you haven't yet. Gotta watch that. Love it, um, yes. What else have we watched? I think that's, I think that's all that we've one watched punch? together. I she has not watched One Punch yet, but I love One Punch. Second season, not so much, yeah. but first season, fuck yeah, man. <laughs> Um, how about Demon Slayer? It's beautiful. I haven't watched Demon Slayer yet. I, everybody tells me to watch yes. it. I haven't seen it yet. I don't know why. Uh, I don't really have a reason why. That's the next yeah. one. Me and Sharon, we haven't like we haven't watched anime in a little while, in like a month or so. Um, and I was just uh -huh. saying yesterday, like we got to find a new anime to watch because I'm in. I'm. I want it. <laughs> yeah, I need something I, new I to watch. Know. Like I really, I had a massive gap where I didn't watch any of it any animes i don't know why um but i got i i only watched like western cartoons for a little bit like even the more modern stuff like even as modern as clarence i i i've seen um, i'm not familiar with that one yeah it's just part of the i want to absorb as much as possible i was like yeah western mm -hmm. cartoons eastern cartoons <laughs> let's see what, what you guys are making um, no, I feel that, man. And, like, there's so much to absorb, like, just aside from, like, watching, what you know, like, anime, TV, movies, whatever, but there's so much to absorb, man. Like, that's that's been, to me, one of the biggest things it, over the last couple of years is just realizing that there is so much to absorb. And, like, why would you not yeah. want to do that? You know what I mean? <laughs> I, there's not, well, now we have the time. We have, we're in Yeah, the exactly. Exactly. I'm, I'm gonna watch all the anime. <laughs> just watch it all. Absolutely all of it. There's, there's one that I would recommend that not a lot of people seem to have watched or heard of. It's called Black Lagoon. It's on Netflix right now. It's it's from. I'm always looking for. Sarah's giving you a thumbs up right now, saying to watch it. It's like, it's Black action. Lagoon. It gets kind of dark at sometimes, like really, yeah. really dark and and nasty. But it's yeah. it's very action oriented. It's all right. It's dope. I like it a lot. I like it well, a lot. Well, yeah, I, I just finished Attack on Titan. I've caught up to Attack on Titan. So dark. I still haven't watched Attack on Titan. Gore. Yeah. Oh, I still haven't seen it. <laughs> it's wild. It's wild. I know. I'm it does all out. the things storytelling where I was like, oh man, if I were to make a movie, 
that's something I want to do eventually. Make something, make a movie or a short. Uh, I was like, yeah. Last last question. Like, do you really want to like, do that? Yeah, um, I, I want to do as much as possible. I want to like, from what perspective? From the art design perspective, <laughs> or writing the movie, or the whole thing? Du du directing, writing. Uh, my senior year of high school, I directed my first um, film with a friend of mine, and um, I was like, I wrote it, I directed it, and then he edited it, and. Um, yeah, that one best film. And then so I'm just like, I'm going to ride Whoa. that high. Uh, just in, in high school. And I'm going to okay, ride that yeah, yeah. high up until my next one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I, I make films, you know, best. You know, you know I make films. I want some awards, you know. It is what it is. It is what yeah. it is. <laughs> some, maybe one. But yeah, I, wanna, but yeah, I definitely want to make films, make music videos. I don't know. I just want to do it. Why not, man? Why not? But paintings but yeah, man, take yeah. months. I don't know. No, yeah, exactly. Like... That's what I was going to say. But you're busy painting and, and drawing and everything else. And yeah. But yo, this has been this has been very good, man. It's been great chatting with you, dude. Yeah, most definitely. It sucks that you're going to be moving to New York now that I got a new friend that blows <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> hey, man. You know how it is. Friendships, friendships last forever if you want them to. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, this has been good, man. Yo, tell the people where they can find you on, on socials. Do you have a website or anything? Yeah, uh, no website. Um, just go on Instagram. Uh, if you want to see more work, ask me. I have a folder that I send to people. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> instead of Pri yeah, private portfolio. <laughs> yeah, it's instead of just having it out there. I don't know, I'm a wuss. But w my stories, when I do post a story... I put a lot of time and effort into it. <laughs> so he's worth the follow, everybody. He's um, worth the follow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. All right, cool. It's got good lighting. Cool, cool, cool. I really appreciate you having me on, and um, it was fun. It was. I enjoyed talking to a stranger for the first time in months. Yeah, thanks for coming on the show. Uh, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Peace.